owners. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much. Do we ever say to each other? Yes, we do. We do say, how are you? Not in the morning. No. When we come down in the morning. We do. We say, how have you slept? How are you? Yeah, we do. We're polite. We're nice. The girls are really, really polite. Oh, it's funny you should say that because the last couple of days we've noticed they haven't said, how are you? They're just no, saying, they good have. morning. And I thought, I must say to them, how are you? To say, oh. remind them to say, how are you? And wait for the answer. Okay. Because two people, too often people will ask people how they are, but not actually wait for the answer. How are you guys listening and watching? Give us just one line or one word on how you are this morning and we'll read some out in a minute. Do you remember we used to have that little flip chart? I'm going to try and modulate my voice because I realise obviously I have impacted wax in my ears that I need to get sorted. That's a lovely, that's a lovely level. Oh, I see. I thought you were going to say that's a lovely reference to wax. Um, (laughs) And... um, yeah, we used to have a, a flip thing that we used to put in the hall and you would flick it to an emotion, an emoji emotion, do you yeah. remember, for the day? We never opened it once. Discombobulated was in there, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. One of your favourites. Here we go, look. A frog, alive. Alive. Laura Williams, knackered. Mm. Anne Carroll, excited. Kylie Syed, buggered. Oh! Hope not literally. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, redundant, Claire Sharard, oh dear. Uh, Creatorholic, oh. hungry. Um, at the time, Mark looks like he could be very well be part of the Beatles today. I know, get up and do a little Beatles burst. No, 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 don't do a Beatles burst. Yeah, Beatles sing Beatles a little Beatles song. Burst. Go on, do a Beatles. <laughs> Is that a Beatles song? Spread your golden wings. No, do, a, do one we all know. Okay, that's enough. No, it's boring now. Stop, trust me. It's boring. Oh, God. Hang on. It's not the one that anybody likes. Why can't you choose one that we all like? I can't think of one fucking Beatles tune now. It's that weird moment, isn't it, when they do that? We sing it in Green Figured Hell all the time. Let it be, oh, let it be. We all live in a year or something. <laughs> okay, that's enough now. So, everybody, we have a great little show for you today. Christ, that's a big promise. The best TV show not on TV is the way we're often described. <clears throat> and I love that. I think it's my most favourite thing that's ever been said. Let it fly, let it fly. She's leaving home, says Sally Webb. Who's leaving home? Yeah, cross talk, cross talk, talk to talk to the conversation that's happening in the room, guys. We it's it's a bit random when someone suddenly says, "Yeah, no, I actually went down the A4." <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the song reminds me of Nanny Die absolutely because the thing about Blackbird singing in the dead of night is me and my mum break into song in I know all you the do. time, and we never know the lyrics. We and just... as lovely as your mum is, her singing is like chalk on a blackboard. Bit like you. No, it is not as bad. My, you can't, it's not like that, my singing. Yeah, my mum does tend to do that sort of repetitive noise thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Susan Sellings, nervous for my procedure tomorrow. Sending you love. Sending you love. Sending you big love. It's so scary when you have anything Mm. like that done, isn't it? But anything done. And the word procedure, it's not, it's not nice, is it? It always feels a bit, "Mm, okay. But you'll be fine. You'll be absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. So today we have got, yeah, we've got a real uh, very little lineup for you. Mark, make a cough. Cough? Do you want to cough? Oh, I thought you said you want to have a cough. (laughs) No, I'll have a cough. First serious story, there's not an awful lot to be said about this, but it's something that Nadia quite rightly uh, has wanted us over the weeks to kind of push into uh, sort of centre stage a bit, is the Sara Sharif story, this this tragic story of this young girl 
who died under suspicious circumstances, in suspicious circumstances, and then her stepfather... Well, let's do the story uh, after, and then, just, and just give a line-up of what's happening. Because we're going to do the story, aren't we? But why do you do this every Sorry. time you ask me to do something and then you tell me how to do it? No, because I thought we it's were just saying what's coming up. I thought we were saying what's like coming it. up and you were going to do the whole thing. Because I think it tonally feels very different to the rest of everything. I know. So it is about the slip that I'm sorry, and I do apologise. I actually and that was, was wrong making a decision me. to tonally yes. think everything else is really light-hearted you know and I'm, that's really serious. Do you know what? I was completely wrong, and I apologise okay. because I thought I'd I'd said to you wrongly we were starting that. So I no 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 no, no, no that's not it. It's just that I feel yes. that we could no you're move right. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Anyway, so this is the Sara Sharif story, and um, this is the story that actually. I think what's really interesting about this is the way in which the British authorities have managed to make the Pakistan authorities do something that we needed them to do. They became, it was like a, t a, a noose tightening kind of process, wasn't it, of make, giving them few, fewer and fewer options, the father, the stepmother and the uncle, who essentially dashed out of this country under suspicious circumstances following having reported the fact that this girl had died. Um, I'm unclear. You know the so story we, better than me. I'm so, unclear. Sorry, are we doing the story now? I didn't yes, know that's reason. what we just said. I'm I so said tonally, it's totally different to everything. I'm so I'm sorry. I still on. thought you were just telling <laughs> them what's no, coming no, no, up. No, I saw no, what. No, right. Okay. No. I'm really sorry. So okay. So this is the little girl, Sarah Sharif. We've spoken about it on here before, about and and we've we've all felt a bit upset, really, that this 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 story just doesn't seem to have been a thing within the media and I you know we are I think we all felt didn't we that this was because she wasn't the traditional little sort of blue-eyed blonde-haired girl you know she's I think I'm not sure where her mother's from but her father's uh, Pakistani and I, I just think it, it it's such a huge story and yet it we have seen so little about it for instance, not a single person has said to me a single line about this little girl. Mm. And if you think about that, that's very odd. You know, there she is, look, beautiful, photogenic, you know, and I'm afraid the world is all about that. You know, and in any other situation, if this girl had blonde hair now, it would be everywhere. Mm. So... You know, what she must have endured because <clears throat> she was uh, she was found dead. Now, there's a new part of the story with this. She was found dead and the, the initial um, news reports were that the father had contacted the police here and said that she'd fallen down the stairs and died. This was 24 hours after they, yeah. they were in Pakistan. Yeah. Um, since the post-mortem, they found that she had multiple injuries that would definitely have been sustained over a long period of time. Poor, poor, poor little girl. I mean, my God, one just can't even imagine what she must have been going through in that, in that house. So she had her stepmother there, her uncle. She had her, her brother from the same mother. And I think two other children with the stepmother. They all lived in this house. So they all fled to Pakistan. And like Mark says, there has been this um, this incredible, actually, communication that's been going on between the British police and the Pakistani police. The Pakistani police put out, you know, they, they really went after them, got them in. And apparently they have now returned, but of their own free will, 
They were not forced onto the plane. They weren't arrested. I've heard differently. And then three police went up from here. I think two vans went onto the plane, and then I think they were arrested on the I, plane. I, I've heard. I've read reports that they were essentially offered a kind of. It was like a plea deal. Right. You have to face the authorities in the UK, otherwise the Pakistani authorities were promising not illegal actions, but they were closing in on every single extended member of all their families. Right. So the pressure, they were putting the pressure on, they, okay, they're saying it's of their free own free will? Yeah, that's what the statement said. Well, the, but maybe that's, there was something else going on behind the, behind those doors to say. Yeah, which I think, I don't know, whatever yeah, it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. They need to come back and they need to answer. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't them that, that, that played a part in this death, we need to know because you just cannot have th this situation uh the, their mo the mother of this these this poor child of course is desperate for her son as well but those children have been taken into care in pakistan mm. so her poor mom she still doesn't know she's she still doesn't know what's going to happen someone's saying son. her mother's in poland her mother's polish. her mother's polish, oh, yeah, polish. polish catherine yeah, cronin makes a really catherine cronin i'm going to read your point a really important point actually because i think this is true um, maybe keeping it out of the press in a major way was part of the plan to get them back. Because what I've okay. heard is, is that the That's Pakistani authorities about a week ago were saying something along the lines of, they are managing to stay so far ahead of our, our investigations ah. precisely because they are keeping such a close eye on the way the story was being wow. reported in the UK. Oh, well, thank you for that. So maybe what we have felt is a, a sort of, as you like, yeah, a sort of limiting, if you like, or censoring of the story or control of the story. Oh, do you know what? I've got a few journalist that. friends I'm going to ask them if they know anything <clears throat> about that because that would be really interesting. Well, I think that would be Thank you for that. That's a really interesting point. I mean, maybe I just went into protection mode because I just thought, why isn't this? No, I think, but I think what you're saying is absolutely apt. I think right at the beginning of this story happening, I think it wasn't given the the priority or, mm. or focus that, say, some uh, Dorney, I think you've just mentioned the Madeleine McCann story. You know, rightly we think I think still has sort of prominence in the press, and then you get a story like this, and you sort of think, okay, well, you know, it, it just doesn't suit the narrative. It's not clear enough. Sometimes the the brutality of the news gathering news media outlets is unless there's a clear story it's not worth talking about in a sense mm. so well, because, there, i mean there are so know. many children that go missing every exactly. so yeah. many children and it is a lottery who gets who gets picked up mm. um you know to have their story played out but um I, i'm i'm just so pleased they are back now he's it's good, it's good, isn't it, Faith, that the Pakistani police have caught? Yeah, yeah, this has been amazing. I just, I'm so worried about the brother now in care in Pakistan, and there's, <clears> there's <throat> no end to that. They're not giving an end date on how long mm. those children will mm. be there. Mm. Um, now they are saying that the reason that they fled was because they were scared that they would be arrested and tortured here. So that's right. why they went back to Pakistan. Right. So today, the stepmother has read out a statement from herself and Sarah's father. He sat there, he doesn't say a single word. Right. It's the oddest thing. Saying what? Just saying that um, the media has reported it all wrongly, that he never phoned and said that she'd fallen down the stairs and broken her neck. It's quite something watching her read this, right. actually. Right. And that their, their children are now hungry because they are being hounded in Pakistan. They're terrified to go out. The kids are terrified to go out. All the family members are terrified to leave the house. 
I hear all of that. What I also hear is those three children in the middle of this. They've mm. been taken in the middle of the night to Pakistan. Then they've got baying crowds. Now they're put into care. A oh frog, my God. No, no emotion. Awful, no emotion. awful for those children. Was there any expression of emotion? Or did it seem, did they seem? No, like... but you know, no, I mean, I none. It... But you know what? Also, who knows what her situation is? Mm. The stepmother. Who knows? She she looked quite young. You know, she's been given the job of reading the statement. You know, what kind of we don't exactly, know. Faith Goodman. Whatever he what says, they still left a dead child alone in the house. I mean, I think uh, I think this is you know there's the, no answer. They're, they're still doubling down as I've read it. They're still doubling down on this idea that they're calling it an incident happened and they an panicked. Incident. As you rightly say. You might panic, but unless there's guilt involved, I'm sorry, you don't go legging it. But also the fact that we've been told that she has sustained injuries Precisely. that have been, you know, we know, you know, you know, you know. So, anyway. but the fact that he has sat and yeah. let her read that statement, his young wife, yeah. suggests to me, is she somebody that is being completely controlled? The amount of times women are pushed to the front and are always sort of foregrounded in these 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 horrific stories. Well, we'll talk about that. That kind of okay. Well, I mean, that was the idea. It was to, that's a very serious. It's very sensitive. It's very sad and moving story. That's the development, and I think it's good. I think it's a terrible thing to say because I think Faith, you kind of in, infer this. I had no faith, and this is a kind of culturally kind of terrible kind of. I just thought, oh, nothing's going to be able to be done here. I don't know. I mean, I Pakistan never feels yeah. so sort of. You know, it's going through so many sort of, you know, I don't know, sort of gyrations of kind of upset and chaos in government and everything. And you hear so many sort of negative things about things there that you just, I just thought, how are we going to be able to get any kind of coherent kind of uh, dialogue going? But it, it would appear that we've managed to. The, and I the, think this the is two really police good. forces have worked yeah, in yeah, conjunction yeah. And, and, really thank God, and thank God for that. And, and who was it that said that, that maybe there's been a blank blackout? Catherine Cronin, I think. Yeah, I, really I, I think it's a good point. yeah. Okay, so... You guys. Yeah. You guys. You so are... I was just saying on Instagram. The fourth wall. I love the way that we discuss. You know, you don't get that on telly. And we do often, when we say to Chow, we sit and go, oh, God, what about my son? So sit mm, mm. What about that? No, yeah, no, and also, saying. you really change how we think about things. So, mm. at the end, you know, after this, we will talk about that sort of detail. And, you know, so it's, I'm going to yeah. do some digging. Okay, so let's talk about some of the more silly things. Um... Let's start with this. Nadia sent me a meme today uh, on Instagram, and uh, it was it, it. It's both funny and serious. I like this. Do you want to explain? Can you see it? Well, the first thing or? the first thing about this is I can't remember who sent me this. Lisa sent me it. I can't remember now who sent me it. But um, every all the women that I've then sent it to have. Oh, can I bring your glasses down? Just for one second, then I'll go and get mine. Um, have, have like laughed because that is the first reaction. When a woman laughs during an argument, please know that the psycho part of her brain has been activated, abort mission, right? When a woman laughs during an argument, please know that the psycho part of her brain has been activated, abort mission. <laughs> Ah. I think that's disgusting. I think that's disgusting. <laughs> so I posted something on Insta stories of coffee morning saying, wait, wait, oh, have we down? 
Is, is Virg are we sort of gone all funny? When are we back? Hang on. Uh, let's just pause. We lost. We lost you last night. I'm just just double double checking. We haven't lost you now, have we? Are we buffering? Gone all wibbly. Okay, just one second. Uh, we back. How's that? Are we in sync? Uh, 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 just give us a second. Back, Leo. Perfect. Go sketch club. Good. Okay. Sorry. What are you saying? You were saying what you put on Insta. Oh, yeah. I, so I popped on Insta stories, uh, the psycho bitch is back. You know, the, this idea, which really, and I used a photo from um, Fatal Attraction, you know, the idea of, you know, the, the bunny boiler and all that kind of stuff. And there's this weird, strange thing in amongst, between men and women and amongst men, this idea of, oh, yeah. You know, some men, some men will say, oh, yeah, I'm really drawn to batshit crazy kind of nut jobs and psychos and why are curly red-haired women always madder than you know there's there's all these kind of stereotypes and archetypes and all that kind of stuff but the I thi think also with that there's a kind of connotation when I was younger mm. that those women are going to be the women that are wilder in bed yes. that you're going to have big breakups and big makeups yeah and it was worth the sacrifice it's been interesting talking to my uh, to our daughters about this, and they say, you know, they bring it up like it's a new thing. And I thought, God, this has always been the way, hasn't it? You know, they say, oh, God, like, it's so I annoying. Denise. Because, of course, the difference for young girls now is, and boys, is that, that because of social media, it can feel to them like I it is all. an absolute thing that every man thinks like that you know like they'll say to me sorry it's just leo's birthday we'll see oh, your birthday leo happy bless birthday, you honey. happy sorry. birthday happy birthday um and you know this idea that they that that like what was i saying oh yeah so they say oh god all all the all these guys well it's not all these guys it can just feel like that when there's a trend on social media why do all guys say they want a psycho girlfriend what, you know, is so annoying. Why do they want a psycho girlfriend? And you could see when they were younger, it was something that they were like confused about. Do I have to be crazy? Do I have to go nuts? Now, I've spoken before very honestly here about the fact that I have, and now when we learn so much about ADHD, God, we understand all this, so much of that stuff. But I can, when I'm pushed, when I get to the edge, you would absolutely go, wow, psycho bitch from hell, because I I just, I lose it. I see red. All the connotation, you know, the curly hair, the mad, but all those things that men will say. You're kind of exaggerating. No, no, I do. Not at all. Not at all. And sometimes <laughs> my daughters have seen me do that. And I realised just recently over the last year that that's got a little bit warped in their head. Because what they see there is like, wow, mum is in like her full power when she does that and she doesn't take any shit. And they'll say, you've really got strong boundaries, mum. And you've really, that's why I was drilling in a bit the other day when, I was, when one of them said, you've got really good boundaries. Mm. I didn't want her to think that it's when I lose my shit. Mm. And so the way that I talk to them about it now is I have so much more understanding of me and the way that I work and all of it is listen, I might look super powerful. I might look like I'm almost on a stallion riding and I have all the power and everybody's listening to me and I am this thing. I said, let me tell you, it is the moment that I am at my most vulnerable. Because when your feelings are, and when your emotions are deregulated like that, you, you are vulnerable. 
So if you are the girl who loses her shit, say you're young, you've got a boyfriend, you lose your shit in the pub and you go batshit crazy and you run out of the pub screaming and shouting, you want to have a fight with someone you want to have, that guy that you're with and everybody else has the power to go, wow, bit psycho. It is the most controlling thing. It is completely controlling. You know, I, I have said to them, avoid like the plague, a boy that says, oh, I really like a psycho girlfriend. Why do you like a psycho girlfriend? Because after she's gone psycho, you've then got her in the palm of your hands where she has to apologize, where she has to make up, where she has to do whatever you want. It's controlling. Let's just break this down a bit because I think there's lots of stuff that you say that's really interesting. Spinners in 77 and, and then let's- No, no, go on. No, Mark's, Mark's like, I'm totally not falling into this trap. <laughs> now, I think there are so many aspects to this that are really challenging, and especially as a dad to daughters as well. I, I, you know, look, I completely concur with everything you've said to the girls. You know, losing your shit and, and the vulnerabilities that come with that and the, and the added potential for women of then just being characterised as mad, batshit crazy, extreme, psycho bitch, from all these kind of phrases, you know, all that kind of stuff. I think you're absolutely... Where does it all come from? You're absolutely right. I think somewhere in the sort of hallowed, aged, dusty confines of a male brain, there's this idea that what comes with batshit, crazy kind of temper tantrums and, and irrational behavior, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is the idea that it's gonna be frisky, frenetic, anything goes, fun, good time, all that kind of stuff kind of comes with it. The fact that the reason that woman is potentially like that is because you're an absolute fucking arsehole uh, who's infuriating in every, in every conceivable way gets put to the side. But I do think, I think, you know, sensible thinking people have kind of moved past even that. What was odd about that clip that you sent through to me was it made me really laugh because there is, it's that tricky balance between stereotypical truths and not supporting negative stereotypes. There are certain truisms and there are, so what was the phrase, I can't remember what the phrase in it was, something along the lines of when a woman, when, laughs, when a woman laughs. Everyone has, everyone has rows, everyone loses their temper. And I think what's quite sweet oh, and quite, quite nice are those characteristics that really sort of do indicate when a woman is controlling something in a way that's different to say a man, you know, a man, mangry, a man will get mangry, won't they? In a way that a woman won't. And so when a woman laughs, mm. this is the, this is the sign of the, the deadly sign. assassin. The sign to step back. <laughs> yeah, you, fuck me. Yeah. You know, it's much more worrying when a woman is, is laughing in the middle of something like this than, than actually losing their and, shit. And don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about, you know, we never lose our shit because that's another, that's a whole nother ball game, isn't it? Because why can't we lose our shit? Why can't we sometimes be in a mood? Why can't we sometimes be angry? But I mean, I would be really, like when I was younger, if, if a boy had said to me, oh God, my last girlfriend was a right psycho, I wouldn't have seen that as a red flag. Whereas now I would see that as I would, I would counsel my daughters mm. to look again, to mark that in the back of their head as a little red flag there because are you somebody that completely dismisses a person's personality? I've definitely been out with people who are, I would have described as have, have crazy genes and are capable of crazy, but then so too did I. You know, it's like... Well, because... But, Mark, I'm, af I'm afraid to say it, that we, we... We... And I don't want to use it as an excuse, but it is a big thing within ADHD. And, and often two ADHD people will be drawn to each other 
basically, because there's an inherent understanding of that. Like well, we, craziness and madness and we have the mo you know, we have like wows that when I like when I might say like a few days later, oh god, me and Mark, like, people go, What? You said what? You said what? And I'm like, oh yeah, because we've like, you know, we've 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 got over it because we 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 have those very intense rows that for somebody else could really easily be manipulated and on all the ADHD Instagram accounts I follow, there's a lot of stuff on this, a lot of stuff about one person having ADHD and their partner not and them using that all the time mm. to manipulate the situation. I think there's two other things about this that <clears> I'd really <throat> like to mention and, and one of them is, is that I think obviously men gaslight women uh, who, are, who are, who are, who yeah, are, we're talking about the psycho bit yeah. from hell, aren't we? Um, there, there's a lot of gaslighting which goes on whereby, you know, if a woman is trying to set down a boundary or a limitation or is having an actually, you know, the, I was talking to a therapist the other day, anger is an emotion. You're allowed to feel yeah. anger. It's what it's you do with it. It's what, it's how it, it's how it presents. It's what, what consequences happen as a result of it. You become vulnerable because of it. Yeah. And, but anger, to feel anger is all right. That, 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 you can't disallow that. And so if a woman feels like she's been aggrieved, a boundary's been traversed, she's been taken advantage of, whatever that thing is, a lot of men will just use, use this stereotype as a reason to completely marginalise exactly what, what they're feeling. Exactly, um, a frog. Bunny boiler was a term used a lot, lot when yeah. I was in my teens, yeah, because of the movie, yeah. and then that was all like... It, it, I felt like a lot of times if you wanted to voice anything, you were dismissed as, as a bunny boiler. But I, I, I worry, and my advice to the girls, though I, I, I haven't, if I'm honest, had this conversation about this specific topic at all with the girls yet, um, but if, I was, if this came up and we were sitting around the table, I would, I would flag up this possibility, that I think boys who say they like women who are batshit crazy and psycho bitches from hell, you know, in their sort of chat-up spiel, say, say they're talking to our girls and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I really like batshit... What I think they're trying to do with that, and I think it's, and they're not necessarily even aware that they're doing this, but what's going on there, I think sometimes is, they're trying to say, they're trying to give permission to the person to lose their shit. They're saying, it's all right if you kind of go a bit extreme here or a bit extreme there. And if that girl or youngster kind of fancies this guy, they'll bring down their own self-protection and allow themselves to perhaps behave in a more compulsive, you know, impulsive fashion. And then there's the bear trap. There's the bear trap where then the boy has you. Because if you do go to that place where they claim they like a batshit crazy person, you go batshit crazy, they can then forever malign you and characterise you and just sort of say you're an utter. Let's read out some comments because lots of people... Good Chip Lollipop says, mad, bad or sad, we all lean towards one of them. Absolutely mm. right. Uh, Louise N, yeah, or has that boy learnt that it's okay to say that? Could that boy just be saying it to make the new girl think his ex is not a threat and he's very much over her? All depends. Of course, there's yeah. no absolute. That's why I wouldn't say God dismiss them and think they're a terrible person, but just keep it as a little possible red flag yeah. in the back of your mind and don't just say to everyone else, oh my God, my boyfriend. How many times do we have girlfriends that have said, oh yeah, his ex was a nightmare? And then down the line, we find out the ex wasn't a nightmare at all and that yeah. what he did to her is exactly what he's done to you. We, we do hear that a lot. So that's how I counsel the girls on that stuff. Faith, Shall we bring up that other article? Yeah, Faith tips? Goodman says, uh, how does that batshit crazy come over if it's a man doing it? I'm not sure if the man has thought about it in the same way. Just on that, yeah, we'll, bring, we'll bring up this... Um, what about a psycho bastard from hell? I do think there's a problem for men, and this is a problem, 
and I hate to keep constantly invoking Vanderpump rules, but it's very, very <laughs> you, much. You guys are going to have to it's stop in, It's it. in my head and in my heart a lot of the moment. There's a, and even when my therapist said this the other day, when you feel anger as a man, it's really difficult, actually, genuinely, knowing where to position that. Or if you feel that something's working against you, like we had a we had a row the other day, and I was talking normally, and of course, because of a male voice, it was quite easy to say, but Martin, your voice is... And then, but, but one of the problems I think for men and women is, is the sense that you are constricted in being able to, you're not going to get violent, you're not going to be anything other than, I just need to express my opinion. And this is what denotes that I am feeling something different than just feeling normal, is how do you do that? How do you do that in a way that isn't damaging, that isn't frightening, that isn't, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. And I, I do sometimes, I know there are a lot of people of faith, people with sons and boys, it's a really difficult thing in modern life, I think, to know how boys do express their sort of anger emotions, you know. Because also peer pressure is there. You know, if there's one boy out of ten that really does like a psycho bitch because he likes manipulating, there'll be nine boys that say it and don't really mean it yeah. or don't even know what they're saying, don't even understand what they're doing. Um, this is a good article. said, uh, girls, avoid doing these 15 things or 15 to hide how psycho you really are. Right. And this is, this, this journalist said she spoke to um lots of different men and uh, what constitutes and ask them what constitutes a psycho bitch yeah. 15 um, men she spoke to no yeah. no these are 15 points she spoke oh. to uh, oh, 15. 15 very oh, yes. oh you're right yeah. oh you're right but it's also 15 points so did you get one point from each yeah, one okay. so go on read out a few so i don't understand these are things to uh, to hide how psycho you're so it's a bit light-hearted yes yeah. so well but also interesting here these are so don't do these things if you are a psychic, because otherwise I'm going to think you are one. Don't do these yeah, things. Yeah, these are the tips. These is what if you, you were to do any of these, they'll think you're a psychic. This is what you have to hide gotcha. as a woman so that you're not accused of being a psycho bitch. Just, just gremlins in again today. I'm going to go on to 4G because this ain't working. Just, we're just on 4G. Let me just check how that is. Really bad signal. I know it's, it's fucking annoying today. Um... Are we so back? Annoying. Really bad signal. Sorry, GB. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, okay, let's just uh, back. Okay, thank you. Um, Can you get the... Um... Yeah. So, yeah, so these are the things that we're all supposed to do so that we don't get accused of being a psycho bitch. Lots of things we have to do again, girls, to be like, all nice and proper and, and, and not too much trouble. Can I say this first one's really funny? Because I've been on a date with someone where this happened and I literally wanted to run out of the, run out of the building. Go on, when going to a restaurant, being told, to, this is the woman, being told you can sit wherever you like, don't point to a table, walk to it, change your mind, point to another table, get to that one, change your mind again, point to another, just get there and decide that you don't like this restaurant after all and want to leave. Don't do it. I don't think that's okay, bitch. That's like having an opinion. No, it's, 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 well, it's not like, it's, Fucking annoying, though. Uh, when 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 I when we go mm -hmm. into a restaurant because he's talking about me, he didn't say, and it's like I don't care where I sit, but you are very don't you put don't this like on anyone me. to don't hear put us. This on me. So I'm like, if we go, there, I don't put this on me. Do, I will walk in. I I will walk in. I, this is how I do order on a menu as well. You don't get it because Jane Moore's the same. I will walk into a restaurant. I know exactly where I want to sit or where we could sit or should sit. With bearing in mind the privacy that we would also quite like because people often recognise that. And so I will say, there. And then we will go into this merry dance of you 
thinking you want eight million tables, asking for tables that the, the waiters haven't said you could have when there's two of us oh, and you go for table with four chairs. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny. Is that psycho bitch though? Maybe not psycho bitch. Yeah, just exactly. Just so this is like. This is like, what this is, is so like controlling. It's like, don't do these things I don't like. Yeah. Otherwise I'm going to think you're a psycho bitch because you're not pliable Julie enough. Julie Hilton does it. And well-behaved enough. This is about behaving very, very well. Do not contact his exes on Facebook to ask or bitch about him. That's fair enough. I just think that that's not a nice stalking. thing to do. I think stalking is a up. sign of, of psychoness in any way, isn't it? Don't turn up someone he, somewhere he said he'd be with his friends and say something like, oh, hi, fancy meeting you here. Yeah, this is where I told you to be. Oh, this is funny. I don't think that's psycho. One of them is arson. Preferably don't burn his projector home theatre set because he went out drinking with his mates and then upon his return throw him down the stairs. It's not very ladylike. That must have happened to that guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, look, Facebook stalking again. Do not punch him in the face for putting his arm around a female friend. These are these are very. No, these odd. are these are too silly. It's I'm more interested in the ones that are like, just about personality. Of course, you never punch somebody in the face. Of course, that's just awful. Oh, these are ridiculous. But it's these. It's these. It's it's really about what I think this proves is, that psycho bitch can be used to just mould a person. Totally. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't be too emotional. Don't be this. Don't be that. Don't go running down the street, even if I might have been standing, saying and tormenting you with... And just just behave. Just sit yeah. quietly. When you go into a restaurant, sit in the table we told. Don't... You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, think, I think it illustrates that quite well. Going of back, course, don't punch anyone in the face. Don't punch anyone. Just going back to 4G. Going back to, <laughs> going back to wine. A lot of people are feeling this about the restaurant. Yeah. They don't... They, they move around because they don't want a certain day. That That's... That's an idiosyncrasy. Yeah, I That's think, I not think, yeah. a psycho bit. I think it's fair enough. I just hate restaurants, mate. I just don't want to sit and have dinner with someone else. That's the, that's the problem I have. Not going to lie, I Faith do act Goodman psycho. Says, wanting you to be beige and bland. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I also think that, yeah, I agree. It's, it's a form of control. Of course it is. The whole thing is a form of control. Um, Okay, so that's uh, the uh, psycho women stereotypes. Right, I just wanted to quickly talk about, has anyone heard of the Huberman husband? Do you know what a Huberman husband is? No, what is a Huberman husband? A Huberman husband is a... Does, well, does anyone here know? We've heard of Vim... Is it Vim Hoff? Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Vim Hoff. Uh, well, this chap, Huberman, uh, Andy Huberman, is it? Or what's his name? Is it a solidly male name? He's is a it? neuroscientist, yeah. Andrew Huberman. Andrew Huberman. These are the kind of... They're calling it uh, bro diets and Huberman husbands. Guys who get up at 4am in the morning, jump in an ice bath, put on blue goggles, don't look at blue no, don't lights. Look, don't don't put look on, at blue don't light Don't look at, at tech. All. Don't, you know, do all of these kind of things. Reduce their caffeine intake, all this kind of stuff at the beginning of the day. They're... they're Trying to improve their lives. So, in a male are they way. like? Is it like the Gwyneth Paltrow male Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. Yeah. And apparently, but he has, but he has this incredible title of being a neuroscientist. He does, and he, which does make me look up a bit more. So uh, you know about the brain. Mm. Yeah. I just wanted to ask. I suppose we don't have enough men here to really ask. But I mean, for me, I find it really intimidating and overwhelmingly masculine in a different way to sort of 
the kind of toxic masculinity that a lot, a lot of men don't like. I don't know. One thing that I did like about Andrew Huberman, though, is when he gives these talks and he does this podcast, and yeah, you get it, it's all about self-care. most and, popular, huge podcast. Yeah, behind Joe Rogan, who, as the article points out, Joe Rogan may be popular, but he also promoted all sorts of kind of strange conspiracy theories, too. Um, is it Joe Rogan? I think that's his name. Yes, um, Andrew Huberman does things like that. I thought this detail told me a lot, though, about him. He covers his tattooed arms from his punk past because he feels it sends out the wrong kind of masculine signal, which I, I kind of, I quite like that. That immediately made me think, oh, okay. Anyway, I just thought this was interesting. It's, it seems to be, it seems to me, when I look at people like Wim Hof and then I looked at footage of this guy, Andrew Huberman, mm. why do I find oh, look, them? That's really interesting. Read that one, Mark. Suzanne, someone, oh gosh, I haven't got my glass, someone somewhere. My husband has biohacking obsession. My husband has fallen down this hole. It's almost a cult. What's biohacking? Biohacking is this very thing. What is that? Well, it's when you, you sort of hack into your biology and right. you do, you know, Dina falls into the hole. I can fall into the hole, like you do all these different things just to try and live longer. Getting up at 4am oh, yeah, 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 to have yeah, a nice yeah, bath, yeah, yeah. you know, having a magnesium, vitamin D, da da da, putting shots. It's just, it's just trying to hack your biology so, at what, at what so point that is nothing it just... bad happens to you. But so, I think so... it comes from a place of fear. So where, so when is it, when is wellness and all this stuff good mm. and when does it become biohacking and bad? Well, I mean, I think, I, think, I think it's just not one thing or the other. I think that you can easily tip into obsession as someone somewhere. Give us some more detail if you can. Fascinate someone somewhere. I, I think, I mean, and Dina will say this about herself. I'm not betraying any trust. She says that she can get really obsessional about it. About, so she'll go to one thing and it's like, oh, God, I must do this because otherwise this happens to you. And then she goes to the next thing. She goes to the next. She has a really vast knowledge of all the wellness things going on. And women have been doing this for a very long time. Catherine Brennan it's... says it's cult-like, it's obsessive. I have to confess, I think there is an obsessive aspect to this. I mean, apparently... You have to trend... be obsessive to get up at 4am, jump into a cold bath. Absolutely. But I think apparently there's a or trending on TikTok or something on TikTok that's trending, and I wondered whether this was something fun we could have fun with, is the idea of being married to a Huberman husband, is, yeah. is the idea that they're dragging you to this place of so-called kind of holistic fertility and pureness and purity well, we had a, against we had a, your will. We had a letter that uh, in our Agony Aunt and Uncle podcast way, way back, it, which, it wasn't so much biohacking, but her husband was, was obsessed. I think it was with the Atkins mm. diet. Do you remember? Mm. And he, it was like completely ruling his life. And he also wanted it to rule her life. Any obsession is very difficult within a relationship because you, if you're not sharing that obsession, you're going to feel excluded. So, for instance, if your husband is insisting that he gets up at four o'clock in the morning to have an ice bath... Everyone in the house ...and he's got to go to bed at seven so that he gets the optimum amount of sleep and he's only going to eat nuts and lettuce and things, that's huge. Fuck off. That's, that's, like, that's like somebody almost having an affair. 
because it's taking all the attention and all the joy and all everything out of I just think it, I think it's yet another example of me, 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 selfish, 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 selfish. I mean, all things we all do yes, have Michelle. to happen in conjunction to exactly. other people. Catherine Cronin says sometimes it looks like cross-addictive behaviour. That's what it, I it think. Is, I think it is addictive Obsessive behaviour. Behavior. It is, it is addictive. And, and it can be almost like a self-harming thing that you're like so frightened of death. Uh, who was there that just brought up the guy that we talked about on Loose Women, the one that's reverted his biology, biological mm. age to 18, he's 40. Yeah, he's he, mentioned it a lot of these. He yeah. eats next to nothing and he has to go to bed by 8 o'clock every night and he, you know, and you think, well, and he's married and you think, well, but isn't the idea of all of this, it seems to be that there's an yeah. obsession with living for longer rather than what the quality of that exactly. life is, rather than the obsessive exactly. aspect of it. If you're never spending time with other no. human beings past eight o'clock at night, yeah. what kind of a life is it? I don't want a life like that. And finally, I mean, the, the reason I was... I just have to live to a, and, uh, 120. I mean, that's like a penitentiary. <laughs> 120 like, with zero fun. Why would you want a life sentence to all of that shit? You'd want to get out of it as soon as possible. It is hard to find a balance, though, when we're given so much information. Like, you know, we look at the news every day mm. and there's constantly articles, isn't there, about mm. these 15 exercises, these 10 foods, these... And then you go onto Instagram. Wow, so much information. And I do have to be really mindful with myself because I'm like, oh, my God, I'll go here, I'll go there.